Hello, and welcome to the Parables of Dantooine podcast, episode one. I'm Mark, your host, and I want to wish you all a happy May the 4th Be With You Day 2018. It's great to have you on board. Today on the podcast, we will cover the following topics. Topic one, what is this podcast all about, really? Topic number two, EU character Mara Jade in episode nine? Topic number three, Star Wars Resistance. Topic four, Last Shot Novel and other Han Solo and Lando Calrissian EU. Topic five, Gentle Giant Yavin Ceremony minibusts and some prequel minibusts as well. So let's start off with topic number one, which is, what is this podcast all about? Now, many of you know have heard me from before on my other podcast, the Traveling the General Ways podcast. And first of all, let's just, I want to put some rumors to sleep and to, to answer some, uh, I guess, give, give a full answer to some emails and some messages that I got on Facebook uh, about the podcast. But the TJW podcast is not shut down. And I do hope there will be some more episodes to post soon. Um, now, some have also been asking me, like, if it's not shutting down, uh, why are you doing this podcast, this Parables of Dantooine podcast? So um, let, let me just preface this by saying that I, I, I don't think there's any doubt in anyone's mind that um, since this past December, when The Last Jedi came out, um, it has sparked some, some pretty heated debate in the Star Wars community. And, and which in one sense is good. I think exchanging ideas and differences should be the ideal for, for any topic, not just Star Wars, but really anything. You really should be open to hearing what a person or a, a, another individual has to say that may have different ideas than you. Um, but I've always wanted to be able to present a podcast that focuses on the celebration for this franchise that so many of us enjoy. In addition to my enjoyment of the movies and the literature, I also wanted to be able to start having a podcast where I wanted to be able to spend some time sharing my thoughts on a specific topic, such as the art of Star Wars and the artists who create their own visual Star Wars expanded universe stories. Um, you've heard us many times on, on the, the Traveling Gentleways podcast speak about um, artists we've met at Comic-Cons and artists we've, uh, we've, 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 we've seen or have interviewed before. Um, I wanted to just also, I wanted to be able to use this podcast here as a, as a, as an avenue to be able to, to deep more, more in, in depth into that, into, into the, uh, into that area of Star Wars uh, fandom, if you would call it. Um, the art of Star Wars is vast, it's expansive as the expanded universe, and I think that it's definitely worth um, some discussion, and hopefully we'll be able to speak to some of the artists as well, too, on this podcast about Star Wars art. In addition, I also wanted to be able to take some time to highlight um, some of the great collectibles that I have in my collection. Uh, I think one of the fun parts of being able to uh, be part of the Star Wars community is that you're 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 inevitably it's not you know absolutely necessary, but I think a lot of the times it's inevitable that uh, when you're a fan of a franchise like Star Wars, you want to collect certain things and you want to have that little piece of uh, the movies that make you say, "Oh, I remember the movie. That was an awesome character." And I just want to have a little something to remember it by. So, um, as many of you know, you know, first and foremost, um, the Star Wars Expanded Universe, the novels, the graphic novels, uh, the video games, those are, you know, I, I would put those at the top of my collection, I would say. Um, 
the the stories in the books are that that's what that's the big part for me. That's the big draw for Star Wars to be able to watch the movies and be able to fill in certain details and certain parts of the timeline through novels and books and so forth. Um, but at the same time, I've also found myself, uh, you know, here and there, getting different collectibles that have just in my opinion, have, have spoken to me and have, I've said, oh, that's a nice looking uh, collectible. I want to add that to my shelf. So over the years, I've had, I've, I have collected um, some, uh, some, 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 some items that I, I would like to say is, is, is part of like, you know, my uh, favorites of my collection. And I want to be able to share that with you out there. Um, but this is not just a one-sided, uh, <laughs> you know podcast where i just want to show my 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 collectibles and not have give you guys the opportunity to maybe uh you know send us you know emails or possibly maybe some audio emails or maybe even uh send us some pics of your collection that we could post on the blog so that others can see what you're enjoying in the star wars franchise so we're going to be focusing also on that part of the uh, of, of the fandom as well too, and uh, as I mentioned before, you know I, I don't think a podcast you know a, a podcast isn't anything without listener feedback and and special guests, and I'm hopeful that um, you the listeners of the podcast will want to have a uh, a say in the podcast here as well and be able to uh, have a back and forth with you guys as well, um, whether it be over a live podcast whether it be in a live podcast uh you know event or even if it's just like over email or even over um a recorded audio that would be uh that would be enjoyable and i think it would add a lot to the podcast um but the general idea here is is that i think that the this if 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 the star wars saga is i think the star wars saga is supposed to be fun I mean, I wouldn't be doing this if I did not feel that this was a fun thing to talk about, a fun thing to chat about, a fun thing to blog about, a fun thing to to, to do a podcast about. Um, if it ever got to the point where it wasn't enjoyable and it wasn't fun anymore, um, I would be signing off not only on the Parables of Dantooine podcast, I'd be signing off on the Traveling the Gentleman Waste podcast, but... Um, I still enjoy it, and I still ha- get get a lot of fun out of being able to to go to the movies and to, to read the comics and to read the novels and 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 to speak to people and to 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 have sort of like a uh, you know <laughs> in a sense a brotherhood and a sisterhood of of people who 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 share the same uh, enjoyment that I find in these stories and in the saga, and um, this is I for, for me I enjoy it now more than ever. And I'm saying that even after, you know, this past December, which truthfully, I enjoyed. The, I enjoyed the Last Jedi. Um, were there things I I would have liked to change in it, or things that I think didn't work? Yes, but it certainly hasn't um, dismissed my enjoyment of the Star Wars franchise. Um, I've enjoyed the original trilogies. I've enjoyed the prequels. I enjoyed the standalone Rogue One, and I enjoyed The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Um, I have said this before, and I'll say this again, you know, there is nothing perfect in this world with the exception of The Empire Strikes Back, which I think we can all agree is totally perfect. And uh, it is good to debate and discuss, but I'm hoping that this podcast can be a place to celebrate um, the Star Wars saga rather than overly critique it to a point of non-enjoyment. Um, so if this sounds like that, that this podcast is something that you're interested in and you're intrigued by, um, subscribe to the podcast 
podcast. We are on, we are on iTunes right now, um, and enjoy some and, and you know enjoy the Star Wars discussion and the chat that we're going to have on this podcast. And email us with your with your feedback. Um, I'm very very optimistic about this podcast. I have a lot of ideas, and uh, I am hoping that uh, I'll also be able to. Um, put out this podcast on a little more of a more consistent basis of being able to, you know, I, ideally I would love to be able to put out a podcast, uh, once a week. Uh, but as everyone knows, life sometimes gets in the way of things, <laughs> uh, with family and work and so forth. Um, so if it can't be a, a weekly podcast, I would love it to be like, you know, uh, a bi-weekly podcast. And if it can't be a bi-weekly podcast, I would love it to be a monthly podcast. So I'm just right now, you know, going to try my best to, to, to find topics and areas of the Star Wars universe that I find interesting and be able to speak about it on this podcast. So that's why I'm doing this podcast. I hope that you, like I said, that you guys are going to be on board to, uh, to subscribe to the podcast and to listen to it and to give me some of your feedback on it as well, too. So with that, let's go on to topic number two. Topic number two is, will Mara Jade be making her canonical appearance in episode nine? Now, <laughs> this article definitely caught my eye. As many of you know, um, for me, Mara Jade is my favorite Expanded Universe character. I've always enjoyed her character, whether it was when I first read about her in the Zahn novels. I really enjoyed how her character progressed as it uh, was was shown as well, too, in the, uh, in the uh, Legacy of the Force series that came out um, a bunch of years ago. Um, that's Unfortunately, that's where, where Mara Jade... Um, was uh, met her end at the hands of Jason Solo, but um, I really thought that in those novels they really built up Mara's character very, very well and showed her to be um, such a loyal um, and, while not taken away from her aggressive side as well too, I think it really showed her growth from being the Emperor's hand to being the Jedi Knight that she was at the time. Um, so, like I said, if you've been list- if you've listened to my other podcasts, you you certainly know that Mara Jade is a uh, a character that uh, I, I I've I've spoken about before. But here in this article that is um, that you can find on www.floor8.com on their posts, they have an article there. Star Wars Nine could bring a former Jedi Master to the series. So the article, just to sum it up a little bit, is to say that J.J. Abra- Abrams right now is casting for a 40 to 50 year old female named Mara. Um, it was big news when Thrawn made a cano- was made a canonical character a couple of years ago, um, when Thrawn first made his appearance in Star Wars Rebels, as well as with the Thrawn novel by Timothy Zahn, and as well we're getting this summer a book by Timothy Zahn as well too, which is a follow-up to Thrawn called Alliances. And like I said before, he also he, he made an appearance. He made an appearance. He he was in Star Wars Rebel Rebels and had a very big part in that show towards the end. And we saw. We still don't know what's happened to him. If everybody has seen that that last episode of Star Wars Rebels, him and Ezra somehow are somewhere in the universe, and uh, we don't know what their fates are. 
I'm interested in seeing, and we'll speak about this in the, in, in the next topic regarding Star Wars Resistance, Resistance if uh, we might find any, any, any clues or any, uh, you know, evidence that Thrawn and Ezra are out there. But getting back to this uh, discussion regarding Mara Jade, um, <laughs> I remember hearing Zahn say, as he was at, I think it was, maybe it was at Connecticut Comic Con, uh, during a panel discussion, when, some, when I think somebody had asked the question, they said, well, Thrawn is now canonical. Do you think that there is any possibility that Mara Jade is going to end up that way as well, too? Because it's very difficult to, to not to speak about Mara Jade when you're speaking about Thrawn, having them both be introduced in that in the Timothy Zahn trilogy that came out in the early early 1990s. Um, and I think the response was, if I could just paraphrase what he says, he's that he says it's it's certainly possible, but I don't think that's going to happen. This seems to be a uh, an interesting way that, that I mean, maybe he knew, maybe he doesn't know. I'm I'm not sure. But the fact that J.J. Abrams is casting for a, 50, a forty to fifty year old female named Mara, I, it's hard not to say that this could be that this that this could not be Mara Jade. Um, granted, uh, any anyone who is, is who is who knows the, uh, the Star Wars series knows the famous story of how they uh, they tried to keep Return of the Jedi quiet by giving it a different name at the time so that people and, and newspapers wouldn't and, and TV outlets wouldn't um, wouldn't notice what they were doing. But um, this seems to be uh, just a little too much obvious uh, that JJ would cast for a female named Mara. A 40 to 50 year old woman named Mara. Um, if they do bring her back, uh, I certainly am hoping. I certainly am hoping that uh, they are going to <laughs> scout out maybe uh, Shannon McRandall, who who has been the official Lucasfilm representation of the character Mara Jade for so many years. Um, she made her appearances on on so many on, on on the cover of the Star Wars Insider. Her likeness was used in many of the comics. Uh, I even have that special. You know, we're going to be talking about you know Gentle Giants uh, mini busts in, in in further along in the show. But just to mention this, uh, I was lucky enough to get the the exclusive uh, convent the convention exclusive Mara Jade mini bust over the last year. Uh, which was a big find for me because I had been searching it out and I finally was able to find one which was actually affordable and uh, in my price range. And not only was I able to get that uh, mini bust and it's a beautiful, pristine condition, uh, I was also able to have Shannon McRandall uh, sign that mini bust as well too. So it's a nice part of my collection which I really enjoy. And um, anyone who's had interaction with Shannon either at conventions or either contacting her through her website or through her Facebook uh, regarding autographs knows that she is a, uh, a lovely, lovely person. And um, it's tough for me to say that you'd find another person to play Mara. Um, I think <laughs> between the fact that, you know, we have this represent this physical rep representation of Mara and the fact that it does fit in within the timeline that it would be matching up to to where Luke would be in age and where Mara would be at the same time. Um, 
I, I think that would be uh, behooven upon them to try to get this, try to get Shannon to, to, to be that character. Uh, I know that is a long shot, and I know that's probably not how Hollywood uh, works, or how Lucasfilm works, or how Disney works, but I think that it is certainly a uh, uh, something worth exploring. Uh, I'm hoping at the same time, you know, now that we know that uh, there is that the stories out there about a possible character named Mara showing up in episode 9 uh, I would love to be able to speak to uh, Shannon McRandall and be able to ask her that question to see if see if A, she has the interest and B, uh, if she has even uh, been um, spoken to about this um, I'd be curious to know if uh, if J.J. went down that route to see if he could find Shannon and to ask her about that but um, and I wouldn't be surprised that that you know JJ had said when he was making episode seven that you know he he was very he's very versed in the Star Wars expanding universe he knows about the novels and the comics and a lot of things that were in episode seven I think came out of ideas from the expanded universe so I don't think it is a completely lost idea or a completely lost notion that JJ you know, wouldn't be thinking this. Um, do I think it could? It, it's going to happen. I, I, I'm not sure. I tend to think not, but um, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that um, that this might be the avenue in which we get to finally see um, Shannon McRandall play out her part of Mara Jade Skywalker um, on the big screen. Okay, moving on to topic number three: Star Wars Resistance. Coming this fall, a new animated series with that's going to be starring Poe Dameron, BB-8, and Captain Phasma, and uh, this is going to be set before the events of of the Force Awakens. A very interesting time period to explore here. Now we've seen some, or we've read some of the stories that took place prior to Episode uh, Seven. Those were in the um, those novels that had came, that that had come came out that were exploring that time period leading up to the battle at Jakku and uh, we've spoken about that on, on, on my other podcast um, but this is actually going to I mean, I'm, I'm wondering specifically where this is going to be taking place in the saga my thought is that we're looking at maybe a couple years before The Force Awakens especially if we're going to be seeing BB-8 and Poe Dameron and Captain Phasma um, I'm sure many of you have seen the uh, the, the graphic for the Star Wars Resistance uh, show. Um, interesting that it's coming out in the fall. Um, I, I wasn't expecting to see a, another Star Wars TV show coming out for, for a while, just because we have... Um, we had just gone off the heels of Rebels, and I didn't know if there was going to be something. I know they have like the Forces of Destiny um, series, which is going on at the same time. Which I know it's. I mean, it's great to see those those uh, those short short episodes, but it's certainly not a, uh, a Rebels or a, or a Clone Wars. But um, Star Wars Resistance, they have this fantastic graphic here with um, BB-8 in the corner, just peeking out with his eye, and then we see this, uh, I would assume it's an it's an X-Wing fighter, or some form of, of, of a variation of an X-Wing fighter, or, or, or maybe it's a new fighter that has been designed that is um, on the graphic there, in this very you know, bright blue background, which seems a little bit different for, um, for the series. Um, just by the looks of the graphics on here, I'm wondering 
if this is going to be uh, more of a traditional animated show, almost like a 2D style as opposed to the Clone Wars Rebels, almost 3D style. Um, if anybody uh, and anybody knows me, you know, I, I, while I love Clone Wars and I love Star Wars Rebels, um, the Tartakovsky short um, micro-series, um, Volume 1 and 2, I really enjoy those those uh, shorter episodes um, that came out years ago. Um, I have the DVDs for them, and I still enjoy looking at them. I just love the animation that uh, that was in that Tartakovsky series. That almost that manga look of that of animation, bright colors, very thick lines, um, a lot of action, a lot of movement. Um, it's just something different. Like I said, I love the idea of having a 3D um, animated series, and especially if it's an extended long series. I am, you know, th th I think that worked well for Clone Wars and for Rebels. I'm wondering if this is going to be a little bit more different, and I, I and I think that's a good idea to try to to do something a little bit different than what Clone Wars and and Rebels did. Um, According to the according to the uh, the posting that was on StarWars.com, this uh, this new adventure series is about uh, Kazudu Ziono, and it's, he's and this this uh, character is going to be a young pilot recruited by the Resistance, and tasked with a top secret mission to spy on the growing threat of the First Order, and it's going to premiere on Disney in the U.S. and Disney XD around the world. So and and here's an, this is actually I'm very I'm, 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 I find this pretty interesting is that uh, Poe Dameron and Captain Phasma are going to be voiced by the by the actual characters themselves from the movies Oscar Isaac and Gwendolyn Christie I mean in in Gwendolyn Gwendolyn Christie so it sounds like a very interesting time to to have a Star Wars story I like the fact that they're bringing in some of the characters from the actual movies into this story as well too and uh, it, it seems to me that this is going to be um, I think taking Star Wars from another perspective like I said it's not going to be necessarily the same way that you see it as as you saw it in Clone Wars and in Rebels but I think this is going to be a very interesting series to watch. Now, if I'm wondering, are there going to be any mention of Ezra or Thrawn in this series? I'd like to think that there is some sort of connective tissue between Rebels and maybe throwing some breadcrumbs into this series that are going to make us say, oh, wait a second, are they trying to hint at Ezra? Are they trying to hint at Thrawn? Have they, are they still alive in this time period? Um... I don't anticipate that with this series. I think the series is going to be sort of like a standalone series, um, especially because it is before Episode 7, and we know what happens in Episode 7. But uh, I think it's going to be a fun series. Uh, the look of, like I said, and I'm just taking this from the look of the graphic that was posted here um, on StarWars.com, but just the, the bright colors, the the fact that BB-8 is the one who is 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 shown here on on the front of the uh, on the front of the uh, the graphic, I think that is um, at least indicating to me that might have a little bit more of a um, a lighter a lighter feel than we had in in obviously in something like the Last Jedi. Um, makes me think that you know with with the coming of episode nine which is probably also going to be another very 
heavy movie because that's how the story is going. Um, I think it's good to have another Star Wars story going on, which has pro- which will have a little bit more of a light of a lightness to it. That's um, you know that's just some good good Star Wars action. You know, good battles, good lightsaber fights. Um, seeing some of our familiar characters in there and, and giving us a good story that takes place during this time period. So let's go on to topic number four now. Swag news, as I like to say. Uh, Gentle Giants Yavin Ceremony Mini Busts. Now, I don't know if uh, any of you are collectors of the Gentle Giant Mini Busts. Um, over the last year, I have uh, really gotten interested in the uh, products that Gentle, Di- that Gentle Giant has been putting out. Um, at, at first, years ago, I wasn't very interested in what they would call their their original minibus series because if any of you have seen some of the uh, earlier minibus, while they came out at a very good price point, uh, I just found those minibus to be weird. Those ones that had no arms, it was just a head and literally head, a bust, and no arms at all. And I always thought that it was... It just looked very strange, in my opinion. It might work for, uh, you know, a, 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 a statue of Beethoven on, on Schroeder's uh, <laughs> guitar, I mean, on Schroeder's piano in, in the Peanuts comic. But uh, I, for a Star Wars character, I, I always thought it was, it was strange to see. I mean, I remember seeing the one of uh, Padme from her appearance in uh, Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. And it was just very, like I said, I keep saying the word strange, but it was just very unusual to see, you know, this, the head and the torso and no arms. Later on, they started adding arms to to their mini busts, and Gentle Giants started raising the price a little bit on it, um, which I, it, it's not, you know, out of the question, obviously, because it is a, uh, you know, they're they're adding more to the to the sculpt and more to the uh, to the finished product. Um, obviously, a higher price point, and I think they've been made better since those earlier versions of of the mini bust. So, over the last year, I've really gotten an interest. In, in, I've really gained a big interest in them. Um, in fact, I've even um, I'm, I'm joining the. Uh, the Premier Guild, uh, the 2018 Premier Guild that Gentle Giant is uh, is offering because in this last week they showed their um, Premier Guild gifts that are going to be part of this year's um, uh, this year's package, and one of those, and actually the two mini busts that I am actually um, probably going to be uh, ordering up is, um, and they're still in their concept stage right now, but the uh, the art concept. Uh, concepts look really great uh would be what they call i guess a space trooper if you're familiar with um you know obviously when you watch episode four new hope when you see the falcon coming into the death star for that first uh you know as it's getting pulled in by the tractor beam you see a couple stormtroopers down you know outside of the actual landing landing bay area and they're outside in the space and they got these big large rifles and you can see them pointing at the at, at the millennium falcon wondering what's this what's this coming through um so one of the mini busts is is of a space trooper and the other one which i'm very very interested in uh in, in picking up is uh princess leia from episode five empire strikes back in her best pin gown the concept art for her looks beautiful and if they can match carrie fisher's likeness as they have on this art to the actual sculpt I think that's going to make for a very special uh, collectible to have in your co- in, in your collection. So um, 
I'm going to be joining the guild. I wonder if that's anything, if, they, if, if you get any, uh, like, you know, certificate that says you are part of the Premier Guild. Well, I guess the minibus themselves are, are, are what you get for that. But um, <laughs> it's, uh, check them out. Go, go, go to GentleGiantLTD.com and check out what they're offering this, uh, this year for their pr- uh, Premier Guild members. But um, like I was saying, in last year, I've really gotten interested in these uh, minibus, and in the minibus statues themselves. But specifically the Gentle Giant Star Wars collection that, um, over the last year I collected, I mentioned earlier how I, I, I was able to find the Mara Jade mini bust. Um, and next to my Mara Jade mini bust, I was also able to find uh, that fantastic Jedi Knight um, Luke Skywalker one of him putting his glove on his hand and he's got the uh, lightsaber off on his belt. Um, and it just looks obviously, and if you're an Expanded Universe fan like I am, you're just going to look at this and be like, you know, ah, oh, there is, there's the couple, the perfect couple, you know. Luke and Mara together again. Uh, so they're they're in my uh, display case, and in back of them is um, what I picked up earlier on. I want to say it was last year, maybe it was the year before. I got the uh, the mini bust of Ray in her uh, in her Jakku robes, you know, and it, and it she comes with the with the with the staff, and she's uh, she's looking fierce and she's looking powerful. And I am hopeful, I am hopeful that Gentle Giant is going to be coming out with a, uh, a Jedi version of, of Rey um, from, from Episode 8. I think it would match great in, in my collection. But what I did want to mention as well, too, what really pulled me into um, to making the decision to be part of the Premier Guild is, is, the, is this um, set of mini busts, which are part of Gentle Giant's Yavin Ceremony. So obviously everybody knows from episode four, uh, at the Yavin ceremony, you have Princess Leia putting the medal on Luke and on Han. So all three of those mini busts have, have been in production. Well, I should say like Luke and Han are in, have, have already been, um, have been made available for purchase, but um, the Leia is coming out later this summer, I believe. But uh, currently my collection right now, I have Han and Han is there uh, in my collector's case. Um, with his arms folded and he's looking uh, he's giving a little smirk and a smile and what I like about this mini bust as well too is that the the, the metal that gets put around his neck um, it's not part of the sculpt it's an actual cloth you know piece of cloth uh, for the ribbon and um, a separately made metal that goes on the ribbon that you can put around Han's neck and uh, you can place it wherever you want maybe you want it to be leaning on his uh, over his right arm or over his left arm um, I know there's been some, some, some discussion about whether or not this was a good sculpt of uh, Harrison Ford as Han Solo. Um, it's, it's difficult, I think, to... I mean, the, the, I think the two characters who, who have always had a very difficult time as, as action figures and as sculpts have always been Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford. Um, I don't know why. It just seems like it's always been very difficult to get a good sculpt out of those two characters or out of the likenesses of the two actors and actors in, in, in those roles. But um, I am hopeful that, uh, you know, today being May the 4th, uh, be with you day, that I'm going to find myself a nice deal on the uh, Luke Skywalker Yavin mini bust. And uh, I already have my pre-order in for the, uh, the Leia bust as well, too. So those are some nice things that I'm hoping to add to my collection and hope to see on my shelf uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, hopefully by the end of the summer. 
the uh, the three the big three characters of the Star Wars series will be all together there in the uh, case here on my shelf, and uh, I look forward to uh, sharing some of the picks with you guys on the blog. And last but not least here, topic number five, The Last Shot Novel by uh, Daniel Jose Older, which I started reading uh, about a week and a half ago, maybe a little over two, two, two weeks ago. I bought this uh, this great, uh, this, I'm going to call it a great book. It is a great book. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I picked it up at Target, and I think that Target has the best price for it. You may want to check Amazon as well, too, and Barnes & Noble just to make sure. Um, but the last time I saw this, uh, you know, I picked this novel up at Target because I think it was around 20 bucks that I picked this uh, this novel for, up this novel for. Now, the fun part about the book is not only is the story a lot of fun, but the, um, the cover of this story is uh, reversible. So if you're more of a Han fan, you can keep the cover on it as you like, as you bought it in the store. Or if you're more of a Lando fan, you can switch it out, turn it around, and you've got yourselves, you've got yourself the last shot novel with Lando on the cover. And if you just if you just like going back and forth on it, that's also uh, an option as well too with this book. But this book takes place um, officially. Officially, this book here is um, is taking place after Return of the Jedi, but before The Force Awakens. And I think it is taking place after the Aftermath series and before Bloodline, Phasma, and Canto Bite. Um, but it goes back and forth to the time when, when you know, before A New Hope. At a time when, when Lando and Han were, uh, you know fairly, you know, fairly young, and they were, they were, you know, brand new smugglers, and it goes back and forth between the current time period, like I said, before, after Return of the Jedi, prior to Episode 7, um, but the story goes back and forth between different time periods, but it, it, it really pulls in all together nicely, a, a story uh, about Han and Lando, um, Leia's in here at the beginning, there is, I found interesting, a, uh, a character, an Ewok, an Ewok here, who happens to be a uh, sort of like a computer hacker, sort of like, a, you know, it's, 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 it's the, uh, the version of uh, Felicity Smoke from, from the Arrow TV show. Uh, you've got here the uh, Ewok here in this book doing the same. Um, we go to a lot of familiar planets that we, and, and places that we know in the Star Wars universe. We're at Utapau at some times. Um, we're going back and forth. I know that I believe they're at Jakku, I think, at one time here as well, too. Um, characters, Ch- Chandrilia is a, is a place they're also at. Um, we do see, like I said, Leia is, does make an appearance. It, it does have a place in this novel. I'm about 120 pages into the novel right now. Um, I wouldn't say Leia's part here is huge but at the same time you know she's not left out um she remember she is running the uh, the new republic at this time it is after the empire has been defeated and her and han are are married it, ben ben solo is in this novel as a very young baby and uh what i find most interesting the two most interesting th- int- interesting things i found in the book so far is um 
how Han, is the interaction between Han and Leia, how they're still how Han is still feeling like he doesn't know what his place is in the universe after the Empire has been defeated. He he doesn't know whether he's 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 a good good father, whether he's a good husband. He knows that Leia still has a lot of responsibilities ahead of her in form of the New Republic, and he just is, I think he's he's a little bit confused. And I think going on an adventure with Lando is sort of like a little bit of his uh, guy time that he can have to uh, maybe get his head cleared out a little bit. And oh, what was the other part I was going to say? Oh, also, you also get to 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 see characters such as um, Mon Mothma makes an appearance as well too in in, in this novel. Um, and as well, too, you get to see Lando uh, in a way that I, we've never really seen Lando before, I would say. <laughs> I mean, we always know him as the very, uh, you know, smooth Lando that who we, who we love seeing from, like, uh, in, in Episode 5, Empire Strikes Back. Um, but I think... Um, Daniel Jose Older does a great job of adding a lot of Billy D. Williams into that character of Lando Calrissian, and it makes for a lot of fun to read. Uh, I highly recommend the book. Like I said, if only I'm only 120 pages into it, and I'm hoping to get it wrapped up pretty soon. Maybe the next episode of the podcast, I'll be able to do a little bit more of a uh, analysis of the book. But uh, I would recommend reading this book. It's a lot of fun. It's moving quickly, and uh, I think you would enjoy it. So go check that out. And as well, too, I would I wanted to mention as well if you've already read last shot or if you haven't read last shot and you want to go and find some uh some good han solo lando expanding universe stories out there prior to seeing solo which is i think just a mere 21 days away um check out the uh brian daly novels of uh that that his his trilogy of han solo novels it's han solo at stars and han solo's revenge and han solo in the lost legacy as well you have these great novels by ac the late ac crispin um which i bought actually at barnes and noble this past uh holiday season uh nice collected edition barnes and noble edition leather edition nice back paper uh the, no, the front shows the millennium falcon the back shows job of the hut and boba fett um nice book that you can just sit down in a nice comfy chair and read and i think you will enjoy it um as well too what i'm searching out for um i'm actually looking for these right now is um some of the original lando calrissian adventures that were that was written by l neil smith and uh i remember reading one of them a long time ago, back I think when I was when I was a teenager, and I haven't had a chance to to read the other two. I forget. Yeah, I even forgot what the what the first one was called. Um, but uh, I'm looking out and, and trying to, 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 to find a good deal on uh, those. Now, you can also get those those novels as well, too. It's collected edition as well, too, that you can find uh, on Amazon um, under the Legends banner. And uh, they're all collected in one volume. I personally want to get all three separate volumes that had that come out. Um, that's just me. But like I said, if you want to find them all in one volume, you certainly can. They are available at Amazon.com and many probably Barnes & Noble and any bookstore that you go to. So that's it for today's episode of the Parables of Dantooine podcast. I am really thrilled that you joined me here for this episode. I want you, I want you guys to, to go on the Facebook page, like us, 
you know, leave feedback on the Facebook page and let us know what you think about this uh, episode. I'll be putting up some show notes on our blog as well as an email in which to uh, contact us. And I'm hopeful that we are going to be able to have a, uh, you know, an enjoyable time speaking about Star Wars, speaking about the things that we love about Star Wars, uh, the stories, the collectibles, the art, the saga itself. Um, I think it's going to be a fun podcast. I hope I have a lot of good things that I can uh, share with you, the listeners, uh, in future podcasts as well. So have a wonderful May the Fourth be with you day, and may the Force be with you.